What's up, everybody? Welcome back to the Bones Brigade audio show. I'm Larry, and with me, as always, is Matt. Matt, what's up, dude? Dude, what is up? What is up? It's been a wild, wild week. I'm really, really excited about today's guest. Yeah, it's going to be great. We've got uh, Anita. You probably know her from the Some Girls Play With Dolls, Real Women Skate ad. It's kind of one of the more famous Powell ads, I feel like. And then, uh, you know, of course, she's in public domain. And I don't want to butcher. Yeah, I don't want to butcher her name here. I'm going to have to ask her when she gets on how to pronounce her name. Because there you go. If you listen to the show, you know I'm uh, just butchering names left and right. So that's par for the course. That's just how it works with the in the Powell world. We just butcher names. Yeah, we we <laughs> that, that is we true. spell them wrong. We say them wrong. Who knows? No, it's super stoked. This is like you know uh, we're getting into 35 years now this year of public domain. Oh, wow. That is true. And so this guest is par for that, for the course. Yeah. And a lot of, most of the other people we have talked to are tied into public domain. Yeah. And as far as the, uh, the intelligence report episodes, pretty much all except for Peter are uh, public domain, public domainiacs. Yeah. That's funny because we didn't even, that's just the way it happened. And then now that I'm thinking of a couple other people we have lined up there, they're in public domain as well. So why don't we just, you know, I'm just thinking out loud here. Why don't we make this the year of public domain? We'll do some <laughs> That's other. awesome. Yeah. I mean, there and will actually... be plenty of other non-public domain stuff in there. Of course. We yeah. Will. We will. That's a good idea. Well, I have yeah, no yeah. problem with that, as I'm sure you know. Yeah. I could talk about public domain every day. I do actually. Yeah. I mean, that's how our friendship was based me. on uh, promoting yeah. or discussing public domain. That's true. Yeah. yeah. Amazing. Yeah, yeah, so I guess we'll have some more public domain content or related content. This we'll try this anyway. Yeah, we'll see what yeah. happens. Let's see what's going on. Oh, I saw Tony Hawk was on Saturday Night Live last night. Yeah, I saw a couple of clips of that. Yeah, it looked pretty funny. Yeah. I haven't watched it yet, but I haven't either. I used to watch every episode probably from like 1986 till the second I became a father. <laughs> every oh, really? I used, be, I used to be like a night owl. So I would just watch Saturday Night Live every Saturday night until, you know, wow. so I had a kid and then I was just like, I'm going to bed at 830. Yeah. Dude, I can't, can't stay up late anymore. Yeah. But yeah, man, Tony Hawk on Saturday Night Live. That's like achievement unlocked right there. I'm saying definitely. Yeah. yeah, for sure. And then I also wanted to give a shout out to Dentist to the Stars, Dr. <laughs> John who yes. uh, I've found out as a recent listener and has been kind of uh, interacting with us on our Instagram. Super stoked for that. I actually met Dr. John one time. Now, Dr. John, real quick, he's he kind of went viral because there's a video of him. He, many people Did, listening to this have probably seen it, right? Yeah, I think I Powell think. posted it, and I think it's some yeah. other people have it's kind of shared around him doing a ho-ho like out on yeah. the sidewalk in front of his, his yeah. office. And I kind of had a similar encounter with him at, really? at, at the LAX airport before. Really? Yeah, it was crazy. So I guess I'll share the story. So I was going somewhere with, with Mike V. My travels with Mike V come up a little bit. So we're at the airport. We're through security. We're walking through the, the thoroughfare of the uh, terminal, heading down to our gate. And we hear, Mike V, Mike V, you know, which was kind of a, a common thing. Happened pretty regularly. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So we, you know, we turn, we're looking. And this guy approaches us completely unassuming that he's a skater or anything, you know, just sure. dressed very nicely. And he's just like, Oh my God, it's so great to meet you. You're one of my favorite skaters. 
not to me. He's talking to Mike. <laughs> <laughs> I wasn't talking to you. No, he's like, dude, I loved uh, I loved salad days. And yeah, <laughs> oh my God, who's this guy? Yeah. So he's like, oh, Mike, I can do, I can do all your tricks. And Mike's like, what do you mean my tricks? He's like, I can, I can do ho-hos and street plants and all this stuff. He's just. Okay. What, and, what year was this? Would you guess? Oh to man, this was probably. Mid 2000s. Probably like a 2009 or a 2010, maybe. Okay. Okay. And like we said, he kind of just. So looked, long looked, after, long after like Mike V kind of stopped doing ho-hos and stuff. Like it yeah. wasn't like the, this was, you know. Yeah. It wasn't in the eighties. This in is the like 80s. 2010 yeah, yeah. or something. Yeah. 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 So like we said, he kind of looked like unassuming as a, as a, sure, someone you that was a skater. You, right. Yeah. Yeah. And then he's like, he's like, oh, you can do, you know, like, really you can do ho-hos and stuff. He's like, oh my God. Yes. He's like, let me get my laptop. I have a video of me doing a ho-ho. So he goes to like where his carry on bag is and he gets out his computer and it was shut down. And then like, oh, he had to reboot and it wasn't booting. So, and then we were fine to like wait or whatever, but he got like all nervous. Like he felt like maybe we were he was holding us up or whatever. Right. And then, so he's just like, Oh, don't. And then we, we had our, we carrying our boards as carry ons. He's like, he's like, here, just let, I'll show you. <laughs> so, so the computer, <laughs> and this was, is like in the middle of the yeah, airport. The like, of, yeah, we're at the, you know, the Southwest terminal at LAX yeah, yeah. or whatever. And there's just <laughs> people everywhere. And he's just like, Oh, the computer's not working. He's like, I'll show you. So he takes Mike's board and just bust the ho-ho right there in the, That's in the aisle. So great. Goes up super proper too, yeah, know, yeah backside invert puts the other hand down this just dude is around oh yeah. Yeah, yeah comes up with the other hand you know comes down like eggplant style just boom four wheels down bolts. four wheels down yeah dr john bust the That's ho-ho right so awesome. the terminal yeah we were blown away it was super cool so at the time then, you you were yeah. just like oh, yeah and then he you know he kind of introduced us to us i think he even offered like if you ever need you know your teeth worked on and then you know come on down or whatever that's so, a nice offer that's yeah so we we you know we had been so dr john has kind of been on my radar for a little bit and then of course yeah but yeah. now he's uh been listening to our show and i even reached out like hey you should come on the show sometime so oh yeah do a little, so sometime, little, little segment with dr john yeah That'd so we fun. might have dr john here soon so but when if you, you find saw him- when you saw the video of him doing the ho-ho like recently the one that kind of came out were you like, oh, that's the same guy? Like, yeah, that's the same guy. Right I away? think I commented in the, you know, like, oh, I met oh, you at the LA. I didn't know if he would remember that story. Maybe he's just busting yeah, yeah, yeah. ho-hos at every airport. <laughs> I, <don't know. laughs> I was hoping you were going to say he pulled his laptop out and he couldn't get it to work. And then he was just like, fuck it. And just like did a ho-ho with his laptop. I <laughs> just launched <laughs> up. Yeah. That would be crazy. But yeah, if you go find, if everyone out there go find his Instagram, he does like dental work for like all the huge like hollywood actors and stuff it's pretty wild yeah, yeah. Yeah. like just working on here's a photo of me you know like cleaning tom hanks teeth you know it's like pretty wild <laughs> it's gotta be a good gig yeah so shout out and thank you to dr John. hell yeah Super yeah cool. definitely dude for sure i can't do a ho-ho i can't either i can't even I can't come either. close yeah, I saw Dr. John could spend a month trying to get me to do a ho-ho and it would not happen. Yeah, I was kind of happy when street plants kind of went away because I was just so bad at them. I was like, oh, oh man, yeah. I don't have to mess around with those anymore. I couldn't do them at all. Yeah. I couldn't do anything that got vertical. You know, I could do little like fake ones that kind of got like, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. A quarter of the way up. Yeah. You know, little just kind of grab it and fake ones. I don't know yeah. how else to say it. Yeah, I sucked at it. I had no upper body strength, <laughs> which is a, I'm I'm happy to say 
is a, a fact that has continued to this day. <laughs> Still can't bust arms. them, huh? Yeah. No way. No, sir. All right. Let's see what else is going on. So we've been running a contest for the uh, Bones Brigade action figures. Is that the, the proper what you would call them, right? Bones Brigade? They're called, well, they're reaction figures. Reaction figures. Yeah. But they're yeah. an action figure. Right? It's an action yeah. figure. Yeah. yeah the brand is yeah. reaction. Reaction Yeah. So super. Yeah. It's seven. an action figure. Yeah. Definitely. Yeah. I mean, that's yeah. what, dude, the Bones Brigade toys. Yeah. It's wild. Who would have thought? Yeah, but Brian at Super 7 was nice to send us a few sets of the, the first wave of the experimental Dude, figures. Absolutely. Yep, super Thank stoked you. on that. And we've been running a giveaway contest. And uh, as of this recording, uh, people can still enter. And that ends tonight at midnight. And we're going to choose the winner tomorrow. I think I'm going to use, I looked up, there's come kind of like random online, like winner chooser type website. You can just put in the the link oh, of cool. the Instagram post and it kind of just auto generates. So I think nice. maybe I'll make a video like announcing the winner and we'll Very show cool. that process of how nice, that website dude. works or whatever. So that'll be coming yeah. tomorrow. But by the time people hear this, it's like two weeks old or whatever. So it's so crazy. Cause uh, in my, maybe 20 years ago, I was a huge collector of like toys, like Japanese mm-hmm. toys. Like I had a massive collection of old Japanese, you know, die casts and, shogun warrior type you know toys and super seven was a uh, at one point was a, a magazine that was dedicated to like that world of like j- vintage japanese mm-hmm. toy collecting mm-hmm. and i think i think i don't know the story but the name i i believe got purchased you know by brian flynn maybe he just purchased it from i think it was uh, mark nagato was the original owner of super seven okay but anyway it's it's interesting because i have all the original super seven magazines still oh nice um, from the first, you know, from the debut issue to whenever it stopped running. But it's interesting that to see like that kind of weird full circle, uh, you know, thing where like the this weird magazine that was dedicated to like toy collecting, which I was super into back in the day, has now come into this world that is another another thing that I'm clearly interested in. But like, yeah, who would have thought Super 7 is making Steve Cavallaro figures or whatever? Like, yeah, it's wild. Weird. And they got more stuff coming too that I've uh, kind of been teased. It looks looks pretty cool. I actually have a Brian Flynn print. It's like a monster uh, print uh, hanging up in my living room that I've had for years and years and years. It's like a Godzilla monsters thing. Anyway, mm-hmm. it's just cool. It's cool that he sent us those toys and very cool that they're doing that. So Yeah. And we've even talked to Brian about coming on the show at some point too. So hopefully yeah. that'll happen at some point pretty soon. When worlds collide. Yeah. It's awesome. Yeah. Yes. All right. I think that's about it. Should we bring on our guest? We should bring on our guest. I'm so stoked, dude. Like I'm so psyched. This is like, you know, we, uh, we talked about the, uh, you know, we always talk about this sort of list that we made. Mythical we list. Talking, yeah. Our mythical list of, of guests that we'd love to have on someday. And we've checked a lot of those off. Yeah, I think this might be the end of the the magical list. We're we're checking another one off right now for sure. So let's bring her on. All right, ladies and gentlemen, please welcome to the show, Anita Tessasone. So thank you so much for joining us today. This is super exciting. Happy to be here. So we're going to dig into all kinds of your skateboarding past. But recently, I've noticed that you are a big Disneyland fan. And I am as well, being an annual pass holder for 18 years, I just thought it would be fun to get to know if you could just hit us with your top five favorite Disney attractions. 
Okay. Well, Main Street, because I love that moment where you walk in and it's mm -hmm. like the magic. Yep. Um, Galaxy's Edge is definitely up there. Okay. And I did Rise of the Resistance for the first time recently. Oh, nice. Pirates. Pirates is great. I have a Pirates like Hawaiian print shirt. <laughs> and my Disney necklace on. Yep. Um, and Monsters, the ride in California. I love that ride. Oh, the Monsters Inc. ride? Mm-hmm. Yep. And I'm trying to think. The Incredicoaster. Okay. I don't think I've ridden it as the Incredicoaster, but the previous version I've ridden a million times. Yeah. Scream in California. Yeah. The first time Larry and I ever met in person was somewhere in Disneyland. At downtown Disney. Yeah, downtown that's right. Disney. Yeah. yeah, that's right. I was there for like a conference and, you know, across the way and uh, we're like, yeah, we should go get pizza or whatever. And then we met downtown Disney and I'm like, yeah, that's right. yeah. Go. And uh, I mean, me and the kids are going, we, the, our, our latest trips have been to uh, Walt Disney World because my parents live, live there. So we're going to go in June for three or four days coming up here pretty soon. So the kids are excited. So I just had to know, I just had to know some of your favorites, but uh, let's go back in time a little bit to, you're from Eugene, Oregon, right? Yes. So how did I was you... born and I was born in Los Angeles, but I was raised in Eugene and Springfield, Oregon. Okay, very cool. So is Eugene where skateboarding came into your life? Yes. So how did that happen? Did you see someone out skating or do you see a video magazine? How did it happen? That's exactly it. I saw some kids skating out in front of the school and I thought, well, that looks like fun. And I saved up and I bought my first skateboard and just got immersed pretty quickly. Very cool. What was your first board? A jammer. Oh, Santa Cruz Jammer. Nice. Mm -hmm. Nice. Well, so what year was this? 85. I think it was oh, a okay. junior in high school. Very cool. Was there a good shop in uh, Eugene? Uh, I bought that board at the local bike store that carried skateboards. Okay. But soon after I discovered Willamette Skate Shop. Yeah, I was going to ask. So they must have been... They were kind of like at the forefront of the local scene. So there was probably like a really great local scene for you to dive into and connect with people. Yeah, uh, there was a whole group of us girls that all started skating together. It whittled down eventually. Um, and yeah, there was a pretty good scene. Uh, there was the cage ramp, if you guys have ever heard of that. Mm -hmm. We all used to congregate. I didn't skate vert, but we used to congregate there and then start hitting the town. So what were some of the like local spots that you guys would hit up? Like what type of terrain did you like to ride? I mostly just, I liked flatland. We did ramp to wall and of course, curbs and benches. University of Oregon is here mm -hmm. and that campus had quite a bit to skate. And there was a, a conger banks here and it rains a lot in the Pacific Northwest. Yeah, yeah. So many covered parking garages, mm -hmm. but the, ramp like in a truck and take it to parking garage yeah we used to skate i grew up in like buffalo new york so the crazy winters we would go down into the bottom level of the local parking ramp and the snow couldn't get down there and we would skate down there in the winter time so who, who were some of the you mentioned you were a lot of girl skaters who were some of the the other female skaters you were skating with i would say if i had to whittle it down to the top three maybe or or closest three i'd say leaf china mm -hmm. cersei wallace and frankie kim very cool so. did you 
go to any of the, is it Willamette, Oregon? Did you go to any of those contests? The Willamette Dammit Willam- contest? Yeah. <laughs> My pronunciation skills. Willamette. Um, it's very common. Willamette. That's yeah. when you know someone's not from Oregon. Yeah. Um, like Oregon. But uh yeah, I attended two, at least two of those. I'm not sure if there were more, uh, but during my skate tenure, <laughs> I, mm-hmm. I, I went to two of them. Um, I feel like both of them got rained out. I think my recollection is just from reading Thrasher, the 1986 one got rained out because I always I mean, remember. They still had it. They still skated. Yeah, I remember that picture of Gons in the rain, like board sliding, like a, like a railroad tie. And then the 87 one. I remember that one because that was, I think, Tommy Guerrero won. And then that was Mike V's second pro contest. And he got second place. That's like how my brain processes this stuff. I don't know how the hell you remember that stuff. <laughs> I haven't thought about this stuff for 30 years. <laughs> so do you have any memories? Those, I mean, those contests, you know, for me seeing them in the magazine looked awesome. So you were there firsthand. Can you remember any fun stories from those? Just being completely in awe watching seeing everybody that i'd watched in videos and seeing in the magazines in person just telling it i was just totally in awe yeah probably very inspiring too right absolutely awesome so how did uh you end up getting sponsored by powell was that in 80 did that come from being at one of those contests like they saw okay so you i'm guessing maybe at the 87 contest you were skating in the parking lot and someone noticed you or how did it all happen? Yeah, that's where I met Stacy. Um, he approached, it was Leith and I and asked if we wanted to be sponsored. I think that word of mouth kind of got around. Um, I would travel up and down the West Coast for skating. I just loved to uh, road trip and discover new spots. So hit Seattle a couple times, go to Portland, San Francisco and LA and, you know, just meeting people from the local scenes in those areas so i think that they had known about, you know, about the word was out anita was yeah. spreading we need to <laughs> check her out <laughs> oh, uh yeah i met jesse martinez on one of my venice trips okay uh, i went and stayed down there and hit venice and uh it was was before i was sponsored and he was like oh i want to take you to pal let's go and i was like oh my gosh, I'm so excited. This is an opportunity of a lifetime. I yeah. can't believe he's inviting me to take me to, to Powell. And, uh, and my aunt said no. Oh no. <laughs> I was like, do you understand what's happening right now? Like, <laughs> and, and she was, I don't know him. Yeah, you can't like, drive to Santa Barbara with this strange guy from Venice Beach. <laughs> well, in hindsight. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but uh, yeah, no. So yeah. you skated Venice during the height of the, like when it was just going off down there. Oh yeah. It was so cool. I loved it. No skate park. Yeah. They just would bring just stuff quarter down pipes. And That's and when they had the quarter on. pipe up against yeah. the wall, I think. Uh-huh. Down oh, in the pavilion awesome. area, I want to call it. I don't yeah, yeah. remember, but yeah. And like, who did I always see down there? Jeff Hartzell. Um, yeah. Hasoy used to skate down there a Hasoy, lot. yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Damn. Yep. Good times. Like dream. It's like the dream scene, you know, just go down there once and see it like in, in mm-hmm. the height, you know, in the height of that. I mean, I would have been too intimidated to even put my wheels down. I'd be like, yeah, uh, no, I don't skate. No, just watching. <laughs> so fun. My my family's from Venice. My mom and dad went to Venice High School and 
are from there. So very felt cool. like very, very comfortable. Loved it. So going back to Stacy approaching you, like, what does he say or how does he present it to you? You know, so much of this happened in such a short amount of time. It was like, yeah. Mm-hmm. So I have no idea. <laughs> yeah. I just remember he was so kind and so friendly and very mellow. Like, hey, just remember him asking and being beside myself. It's like, yes. Yeah. yeah it's course. like the biggest thing going. So it was 85 when you started skating and this was like, what, two years later that he's coming to you and you're on Powell. Mm-hmm. That's yeah, crazy. That's, yeah. That's I mean, awesome. That's, that's nuts. Do you, does he flow you some gear right there or does he say, we'll not send right you there. a box or not right there. He said, you know, we exchanged information and uh, sent us a box. So those boards that we're holding in the ad were not ours at that time. He's wow. like, let's take some pictures. Oh, so that like, was okay. right then, right then and there at the contest. Right then and there. Okay. You're kidding, really? So, so you're, you're talking about the ad, like Larry's got okay, it. Okay, I got a little show and tell. <laughs> so whose boards are the? I can tell you have a Guerrero, and the other is a Lance Mountain. So whose boards were those? Do you know? I. He I just grabbed some Powell boards, and what yeah. if that's wow? What if that's Tommy Guerrero's board from the contest? That would be interesting. That's hilarious. So that was just the was day the you day got that... sponsored within seconds of you saying, welcome to the team. You're sponsored here. Let's shoot. Well, you, maybe you didn't even know it was going to be an ad. He just wanted to shoot some promo photos, I guess. Yeah. Did I you know? Did not, I absolutely did not know it was going to so, be uh, an ad. How, how psyched were you? I mean, like, did you just see it in Thrasher and you were like, oh my God, or like, did you know it was going to be an ad? That ad is sort of legendary. I mean, that's one of the more well-known Powell ads by far. You know, I had no idea. Uh-huh. <laughs> um, I'm trying to like, track down how I found out, but I remember where I went and saw it was I was living in LA at the time. So I was in Torrance and I went to Viking skate shop and opened it up and there it was. I was Whoa. like, oh, nice. Dude, yeah. I was looking. So the ad actually ran in Transworld and Thrasher. Let me see here. So it's in the mm-hmm. December 87 Thrasher and the February 88 Transworld. Heavy circulation, double double magazine ad there. So what type of reaction were you getting from, from people? Your friends are just like, oh my God, you're on Powell, you're in Thrasher, this is crazy. Uh, for sure, nothing but support, you know? It was like exactly what you just said. That's so cool, I can't believe it. And I'm like, oh my God, (laughs) it was all very overwhelming. Yeah. So shortly after then, so you moved down after getting sponsored, you moved back to Southern California. My plan was when I graduated high school was to move to Southern California to be more immersed in the skate scene and, you know, follow that, follow that dream. And then that's it. It all came together in 1987. That's awesome. So when you, when you were in Southern California, were they sending you out to any contests or demos or anything like that? What was like, was Powell giving you any kind of guidance or, or they just left it up to you to just go skate and do whatever you wanted? Absolutely. They sent me to at least a couple castle contests mm-hmm. and I went to one demo. I wasn't part of it, but I, I think it was a huge demo. I want to say it was at the Velodrome. Okay. I know that one. Yep. Even though I didn't skate um, in that demo, just being there and being part of the team and, you know, it was amazing. 
That's awesome. How did you link up with your other sponsors? You uh, Venture and Airwalk, right? Or did you maybe even have other sponsors beyond that? Those were the additional sponsors, just those two. Airwalk, I don't remember how that one came to be, uh, but Venture Trucks, I on those San Francisco road trips, uh, you know, met Greg and Mike Carroll. And I mean, Keith was the manager at the time, I want to say, mm-hmm. but they approached me with, with that offer. There you go. Yeah. Was there any talk of advancing the amateur status to a pro level at any point in time? No, no. not at that time. It was bit, such a short live experience because in 1987, I want to say, or early 1988, 88, I, I was hit by a car. Oh, no. And so that was kind of the beginning of the end of my skating. Uh, so very short-lived. Um, so I got hit by a car and I broke my femur. Oh, and I was wow. in the hospital for a week in traction and had pins put in. Was that while you were skating? You got hit by a car while you're skating? Or just another freak accident? I was skating. Oh, no. (laughs) However, the lady didn't see me. Uh Uh-huh. You know, passing through the the driveway. Oh, wow. God, such a bummer. Yeah. So that was early 88. So you had already, I guess, filmed like whatever you had filmed for public domain at that point in time. Yes. I filmed for public domain. And in between the premiere and the filming is when I had the accident. Oh, wow. Oh, okay. Damn. So tell us about filming for public domain. Do you get a call one day and Stacy calls like, Hey, we want to film you for the next video or how does that all transpire? Um, yeah. The memory is a little foggy on who or how that happened, whether it was Todd or Stacy, uh, but they, they let me know they wanted to do some filming. It actually was a pretty short filming process. It was at the Gardena banks mm-hmm. in Southern California. And we filmed some skating, did the interview it's all it? just just one afternoon of filming. That was it. Mm-hmm. Crazy. I don't know how much how much else is out there. There's got to be like a whole reel of like footage because your parts only maybe you know seventeen seconds, seconds long. long. Seventeen seconds. <laughs> yeah, dude, it's gnarly yeah. though. I, I don't think I'd ever seen a kickflip off the nose. Yeah, I was gonna mention time. that. That was something that like my friends and I were always like, she kickflipped off the nose. It was like I know mind mind blowing thing because there was no noses back then. Yeah. You just sort of made it made it happen somehow was that something that you had in your repertoire or was that like some kind of spontaneous maneuver spontaneous i mean i just love to kickflip so (laughs) no complies and kickflips it's also interesting that you know i mean the kickflip is still kind of like a new move for street skating there's maybe only 10 kickflips in the whole video and you you have two of them you know, Rodney Mullins got a couple, Mike V's got one, you know, Ray Barbie, and then you've got two of them. It's pretty crazy. Well, never broke it down like that. <laughs> <laughs> That's what Larry does in his head all the time. <laughs> Just breaking it down. Just numbers flying around. Well, was it like, um, I mean, you know, if you think about it, you were probably the first female street skater to ever have a part in a video, I would think, right? I mean, they're, they're, I can't think of anybody else. And yeah, I mean, there was definitely, there was like the Expo 86 video and stuff like that, but anybody, any females who were skating, were, it was always freestyle. You know, you just never saw anybody really skating street. And so to see somebody like, I don't know, that was, that had to have been pretty cool. I mean, I, did you get a lot of feedback from, from, from girls and people who were skateboarding that were like, because it was definitely, a, and I guess still is in many ways, like a male dominated 
you know, thing. It's, it's way more, there's a lot more female skaters now, but did you ever get feedback from people who were like, wrote you and said, Hey, I was inspired by what I saw or anything like that? I did. I mean, definitely inspired a lot of female skaters back in the day. And I have to be honest, I, it didn't even cross my mind that I was a girl. Therefore I shouldn't be entering this male dominated sport. I just, wanted to skateboard and i had to be told that right why are you doing this well i want to i love it yeah Yeah. i don't know it's just Um, cool like i mean you just you know you set the the groundwork for a lot of well you know a lot that was to come after it you know you broke up you broke through that i guess you could call it breaking through that ceiling but there wasn't a whole lot of what you were doing out there at that point in time you know it it humbles me i mean i just it wasn't intentional and i i just and I'm still sometimes like, wow, I can't believe that that was me. <laughs> you know, I, I really just wanted to skate. Yeah. Well, I remember that the ad being a lot of girls were really inspired by that because there weren't any, like previously there was a lot of girls that would like hang out at the ramp or the skate spots and, but they would never really skate it. And then they saw that ad and they were just like, I think I could do, I could do this too. You know? And then some girls started skating you know, that was just like the kind of like the little spark that led them to wanting to start the skateboard. For real. To this day, I, I, if I see a young girl skating down the street, my heart just goes, oh, I feel like a proud mom. <laughs> <laughs> There's another one. That's awesome. Yeah, I, I love seeing it. That's great. So tell me about uh, Camp Bones. I'm trying to think of some of the other photos you're featured in. So that was like the, the big poster group shots. Everyone's wearing those teen jackets. Looks like a wild scene. Can you remember anything from that photo shoot or was everyone skating? And then you're just like, everyone, here's a jacket. Let's take some photos. Yeah. Every, I mean, they're definitely a lot of skating. It crowded yeah. <laughs> for me. I was like the only girl street skater there, but my friend Didi was there uh, and she, who was also sponsored by Powell. I'm pretty sure she was sponsored, uh, but she was a freestyler. Mm-hmm. So I went, I attended with her. Yeah, that was one of my favorite memories was gathering on that ramp and just having so much fun with that photo shoot uh, with the with the stuff and the jackets and just hamming it up. So fun. Yeah. I do not have the jacket anymore. Oh, no. I was um, going to ask. Where'd the jacket go? <laughs> You're preempting all the people that are going to write you like, I'll buy that yeah. off you. By the way, don't email me. I do not have the jacket. <laughs> I, I have gotten the emails in it. I'm like, oh, um, not that I would have parted with it, but I had a house fire um, in 2005 oh, no. and lost all my possessions, except for a few things in the garage. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. well, the jacket should have... lease your worries then at, at that point. The, well, the, it's, it's a good one. It's a good hit though. That, yeah. Oh. That jacket was, was a big hit and I don't have copies of the ads anymore either. Uh, oh, really? Oh, damn. Larry's going to send you some. He's already, <laughs> his, the, his have, gears are turning right now. I have the poster because it came in the mail folded up like this. But I see there's like other photos that have, have appeared online that are different from the poster, which is cool to see. Yeah, I've had, I've had a couple people send me pictures. Mm-hmm. So what was that event exactly? Like a, just a team skate session for the weekend? And they, I think they did some promotional photography and shot some video and stuff. Yeah. That was my understanding. Did you, did. did they have those frequently or is that just something special or? That was definitely the only one I attended. So public domain comes out. Did you go to the premiere? I did. If I remember right, 
I was on crutches with a whole leg cast. Oh no. Looking at those stairs at the theater. Like, oh. hmm. So how was it seeing yourself up on the big screen? That must've been a trip. Such a trip. So surreal. Yeah. So surreal. Like, whoa. and then looking down at my leg, like, ah, oh. yeah, no. So did you, did you bounce back from to skateboarding after that? Or was that more or less the end of it? I mean, did you come back to it or? The rehab was long and yeah. tough. Uh, uh, moved back to Eugene to rehab for a little while. And when the physical therapy ran out, I still had no full motion in my knee. Like I could only bend it 90 degrees. And I kept trying to skate, but it wasn't really helping. It's my push leg. Mm-hmm. And uh, kept re-injuring it. Um, so I thought I had to do something to try to rehabilitate my leg other than skating. <laughs> and I walked into a dance studio to search for something to help get my range of motion back. And I got on scholarship at the dance school within two months and And had to choose, had to choose in a way, change the trajectory of my life because I uh, still skated though Mm -hmm. um, and, and danced at the same time, but the road rash and the, the injuries did not lend well to me being able to fulfill my dance scholarship. Mm-hmm. So you you started dancing just on a on a whim. I mean, basically, like it was just something to try to rehab your leg, and and then you just followed that, and you're still doing it, right? Yeah, I skated by the dance studio every day. It was yeah, yeah. a couple blocks from my house. That's crazy. So had you danced prior to that at all, or was it just brand new to you? I was an elite level uh, gymnast. Okay, in from the age of nine to fifteen. That's why ho-hos were so fun for me. <laughs> and so I had danced, but the dance that you learn for gymnastics is much different than dance as in the art form itself. Mm-hmm. That's crazy. I, I, I just can't imagine just going from one thing and ex- excelling to the level that you excel at to like, oh, I'm just going to do this other thing and then just excelling like, I don't know. That's awesome. Cause like, I'm not that type of person. I'm like, oh yeah, 20 years later, I'll be good at something. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome though. So, I mean, did you ever skate with, did you ever meet or skate with any, either of the other girls that were in the part with you with, with Lori or with uh, Sophie? Where Sophie filmed that Hermosa beach was in Hermosa beach. Mm-hmm. And I frequented the Hermosa beach pier to skate Okay. And so I had skated around at least the flatland at the Hermosa Pier with Sophie a couple times. And Lori, I had run into a, a couple times. We did a mini ramp, but mm-hmm. not frequently. Gotcha. Did you skate like any ramp stuff at all? I mean, did you skate mini or anything like that? A little mini ramp. Mm-hmm. That never vert. Never vert. Well, the cage ramp here in Eugene a little bit. Gotcha. Wasn't my, wasn't my preference. Yeah. Okay, so I got to ask what, what, because Larry asked earlier, and this is my nerdy question, what board were you skating in public domain? Do you remember? <gasps> you got to know. I got to know. I think, <laughs> I think I can tell what it is. You think I, you can? Yeah. Is it, is it the, is it a Valerie? I think so. Yeah. Yeah. I can tell oh, by the it? shape. I think. Yeah. <laughs> it was, yeah. I think it's, it was it's covered it, up with stickers, though. My boards of choice were the mini cab and the Valerie when it came. Yeah, a little those, more nose than usual. Nose, yes. 
Um, so what happens after your injury? What is your relationship with Powell strained a little bit? Or are they keeping in touch with you because you're back up in Oregon? Yeah, they really did do a lot to keep me informed and in touch. Uh, I, however, was just so overwhelmed with the injury and mm -hmm. trying to heal and figure out what, what was next that I didn't do um, as much follow-up. Um, so they sent me a little packet of fan mail, I remember, when I was living in Eugene. Okay, so after the video came out, sweet. people were writing, mm -hmm. that's awesome. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that was sweet. But then there was just that slow exit. It was kind of a slow, gradual exit and not a, I quit, I'm, you know. Sure, so yeah. It just, it just was a gradual loss of touch. So you never quit, they never said you're out, it's just sort of fizzled out. Sort of yeah. dissolved. Yeah. As As dance became more of my focus than the skating. You must have gone back to Southern California at some point, right? Because you started working at World Industries. I heard that recently. I did uh, start working at World Industries, but back then it was still SMA. That's okay. right. SMA Rocco it, Division. <laughs> yep. SMA Rocco Division. How was that? So I had met Rocco down in Hermosa mm -hmm. and he asked me if I wanted a job. And of course I checked with Todd Hastings first, made sure that there was no conflict of interest. Did they love it? Probably not. Did I get the okay? <laughs> I did. That's cool. That's and, cool. You know, they were cool with it. Well, they also, I mean, I they went, had Rodney Mullen was there too, I guess. Then came Rodney, then came everyone else. Yeah. <laughs> yes. So what was it like working there? Was it crazy? Because I mean, their their marketing and their advertising was a little wild. Was the workplace just as crazy or was it kind of mellow? Well, what'd you do there too? I started out as um, just packing boxes. Okay. Started packing boxes like a couple of days and then it got to be pretty insane. Um, yeah. There at the end when it had turned to world industries and more, more of a distribution. Uh, but I was a warehouse worker, mm -hmm. turned warehouse manager, and then got into customer service. But I did everything there. I mean, they would even put me in the um, like the steak bed truck, and I would have to take the boards from the wood shop to the screaming squeegees, and then from screaming squeegees back, back to world. That's uh, cool. Awesome. Yeah, you're like at. I mean, such a massive company they turned into, and you're kind of like in there like really early to kind of see those early stages of the company. That's really cool. So this is after you started dancing, right? No, no. No, okay. So just before I got hit by the car, okay. I started working at World. Okay. And I was oh. actually on my way. Oh, when you got hit? When I got hit. Oh, wow. You were on your way to, to, to work, you said, when you got hit? From work. Oh, from to work. To home. Wow. Oh shit! Yeah. Were you riding a world board when you got hit? No. Okay. Did they try to? Uh, <laughs> did they try to uh, get you on on World Industries at some point? No, no they no. they didn't try to take you. They didn't. They had Seisha, and I want to say someone named Christy. Okay. Um, okay. In the end there. So you were working for World then, and riding I mean, for Powell, and riding for That's Powell. Crazy. Yes. Yes. Okay. That's awesome. As long as there was no conflict of interest. And I, and you know, like this was oh, my that. scene. I, I loved working in the skateboarding industry and skate, you know, this was a win-win for me. This blows my mind. This is like, has to be like the only example of this in history of somebody who rode for actively riding for Powell and working at world. That's, that's insane to me. Yeah, it's like Michael Michael Jordan's on the Bulls, but he works for but he works the for Seattle the Cavaliers. Sonics. Yeah, I don't know. 
I mean, you it's know, if you, if you go on, <laughs> you're the Michael Jordan of skateboarding as well. Sure. Yeah. Um, <laughs> no, but I mean, it, you know, it's like if you go on, if you think about what what transpired between World and Powell just a few years later, where they were literally just like at you know, war was, with each other. At war with each other. Yeah, that's 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 wild. That's wild. I can't believe that Powell yeah. said yes. Like, yeah, you can go work at World. I, of course, it was a lot, you know, it, was, it, it wasn't that yet, but yeah. it wasn't. Yeah, it was. And Paul and, you know, they probably thought it, World was going to fail at that point or something, or there's just some little <laughs> small was SM, company. If it was SMA, like Skip and, and Stacy were, were close and stuff. So maybe I guess it was not that big of a deal. But like, I don't know, man, that's that's crazy to me. That's crazy to me. <laughs> in, in retrospect, it's yes, crazy. But yeah. for me at the time, I was like, let's do it. Yeah, you just want to work in the industry. Yeah, yeah. You know, skate, just want to be industry, around skateboarding all day. Around it. Yeah, yeah, totally. How funny. That's crazy. That's cool. That's a that that is a story I did not know. Very cool. So, how did you end not working there? Did you, was it from from the accident? No, I I remember Rocco firing everybody. Uh oh. Like oh, doing shit. a clean sweep. I mean, he kept a couple people, but he did a big mess firing, and mm. I was part of that. I wasn't that. I wasn't that. It did suck. I mean, but moving on. Yeah, moving on. Although it sounds like he's he he wasn't too. The the stories I've heard of Rocco, you know, he didn't really have any qualms with just kind of cavalierly messing with people's lives like that. What they what we did not. We had the there was like a story. I think Larry, didn't you tell it of like uh, he would he had like bets. Oh, that was Peter. They would oh, have Peter, uh, yeah, Peter. They Peter would McKinnon. bet whose team would win, and if the losing team would get, like the skaters would get kicked off the team. So yeah. I guess Steve kicked off a bunch of skaters because they they lost the contest in this bet. <laughs> oh well, pretty interesting story. Whatever. Yeah. Back to you asked what the what it was like working there mm-hmm. as far as the scene, and I have to say it was everyday operations for the most part. Um, but the some of the skaters were definitely wild like that i didn't attend any of the um like the uh, photo shoots or anything like that for some of the wild ads but it was it was just business as usual really that's cool so with powell did they ever talk about shooting for the next video or anything like that or was it when you were kind of dance was taking off and skateboarding was coming down a little bit that conversation never happened or or maybe there was talk of that there wasn't there was no follow-up i mean the injury was was pretty severe, so they knew I needed that time, and and the, then the dance just came right up against it. Mm-hmm. So, is there ever a definitive end to your sponsorship, or did it it just fade it out? It just faded out. Wow. Yeah. So that was a pretty quick window, like you said, like a eighty-seven to maybe into nineteen eighty-nine, a little bit. Yeah, I started dancing in ninety. So. Oh wow. Okay. So five years, basically, from beginning to when you sort of hung it up, more or less. That's crazy. That's crazy. It takes me five for years s- to, like, learn a new trick, you know? <laughs> for such of an impact that skating made on my life and how much it continues to be a part of it, even though I don't, I'm not in the scene and I don't do it on a regular basis, I still prefer it to walk in. Yeah. I carve, as, or carve around as uh, much as I can. Do you have a, you have a board out in the garage? I do. Nice. So did you take any of like the kind of the fundamental like aspects of skating and apply it to your dance? Like the, 
the way you maybe would try to learn a trick? Would you kind of apply some of that skill set to, to dance? Well, a lot of that was instilled in gymna- training, gymnastics. Okay. So I went into skateboarding with that mindset of training and athleticism. So I did carry that with me. What I would say, what I carried from skateboarding to dance was that fearlessness, mm-hmm. knowing how to fall. You want me to do backflips in shoes on concrete? Like in elite, no problem. <laughs> <laughs> no problem. Yeah. I have friends that don't skate anymore, but they, you know, I still talk to them and they're like, we still drive when we drive down a street, we're always looking for spots, checking alleys for curbs. Do you still have that kind of mentality? It's always, it seems like once you're a skater, that kind of mindset never really goes away. Always. I always, when we're driving around, I always see the banks. I always see the curbs. I always see the benches. And anytime I hear the roar of the bearings and wheels, I whip my head around to to see what it is. See what's going on. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So recently Powell put your ad on sheets of grip tape. Have you seen that? (laughs) Not until you showed me. Yeah. That's pretty pretty wild. There I am. Yeah. They, I mean, they've got your picture and and your name on there. I think they might have to cut you a check for that. (laughs) I'm like, Hey, (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> but that's pretty wild i mean just like we were saying that ad kind of became legendary i mean i guess they kind of think enough of it too to put it on some grip tape i guess pretty honored yeah they'll have to send you a box at least yeah for real yeah larry and i were just talking about right before you hopped on how we have people hit us up all the time like you guys should reissue this thing on blu-ray or whatever and we're like yeah we don't work for powell like, <laughs> we're not we're not employees we can't get you anything but we do need to hit up, we need to hit up Vern or somebody there and just be like, yo. Send Anita a box. Yes. Yeah, that's a good call. Yeah. Let me tell you, put, <laughs> putting money down on a board was pretty painful when I ended up getting another board. Yeah. What yeah. was it like getting those was packages? Like, oh. Was it like Christmas all the time? Every time a box would show up? Oh yeah. Absolutely loved it. Or like when I went to, went to the company or whether it was Venture or Fairwalk or Powell, it was like. So cool. So, so did cool. they just, did, I always wonder this, did they just kind of send you whatever they kind of just, they just would toss in a box and you just kind of skated whatever. Could you make requests? Could you say like, I want to skate this kind of diet, you know, did you have like a particular model that you liked or would they kind of give you what you wanted or was it like just kind of whatever they tossed in there? That's a good question. I feel like I picked my boards. I mean, couldn't you imagine? I can't imagine just having someone hand me a board. They're so personal, right? Right. So I feel like I picked my picked my board, but you know, I want to say the stickers and the tees were sure. all tossed in. But Christmas every month, man. Was every month, you got a new box every month. If my memory serves correct, that's what. That's awesome. Damn. Yeah, that would have been the dream back then for sure. <laughs> yeah, we'd get like the uh, little intelligence report zines in the mail and be like, yes. Yeah, those are exciting. Like us, oh, one sticker and like a little black and white zine. <laughs> so looking back at the the skateboard years, fondly, any good special memories that, that stick out for you? Mostly I loved the traveling and hitting the different spots. So my fondest memories are going to San Francisco and exploring the streets and finding the spots that I would see on the videos and skating them. I went to New York once and hit the Brooklyn Banks. That was nice. pretty exciting. 
Very cool. Was that on a and, Powell trip or a personal personal trip? No, that was a personal trip. I was by myself and I I was with my boyfriend at the time, um, but I went and skated by myself at the Banks. And I remember getting recognized on the subway and I was like, oh. <laughs> That's cool. Did that did that happen like relatively often back in those days? Does it ever happen now? Like, do you still have people that like recognize you from that era? It definitely happened a lot then. Okay. I remember the first time someone asked me for an autograph, I turned around to see who was behind me. I feel like that might have been at the velodrome. <laughs> me? Um, and it, yeah, it happened, especially in public transportation or at certain skate spots. Got mm -hmm. recognized a lot, especially in Venice, you know, the piers. And when I say the piers, I mean Redondo and Hermosa. Right, right. Down in the South Bay. Skate peer to peer all the time. Nowadays, no. Not so much. I don't get recognized so much. Yeah. If I'm skating around and wearing a beanie, sometimes I get carded. <laughs> <laughs> what do your children think? Do they know about your skateboarding past or what do they think about that? You make them watch public domain like every night. <laughs> <laughs> I don't. Um, however, my oldest daughter is like secretly she's going, Mom, you have to do the podcast because I want something else to post about you. <laughs> and it's it's so cool. So she's definitely into it and down. That's awesome. Uh, the young the younger one's only 17. Um, I'm not sure if she likes it. She's a little Daria. But I tried to get them both to skate. They both have boards and mm -hmm. I would try it, but they just didn't show any interest. Mm. Nice. <sighs> you said do you still kind of get out and roll around a little bit like can you do you still mess around with any tricks or just kind of roll around I mean can you still do a kickflip off a nose is that doable <laughs> <laughs> I still attempt to kick flips uh do I land them rarely but <laughs> I definitely prefer just carving around yeah I was gonna say we need to get like a we need to get the first Anita skate clip since public domain for this Instagram <laughs> You'll Just have to ask my daughter. She she videotapes <laughs> me from like the hotel balcony, like uh -huh. me skating up and down the strand. <laughs> <laughs> Is there any other video footage of you back in the day? Not that I know of. Um, not that I remember. I want to say I did a photo shoot for Power Edge. Yeah. So the, those photos are out there somewhere. But no, that was the only like official video that we have is that public domain. That's not a bad one to be in. Yeah, that one's, uh, well, it turns 35 years old this year. So that makes us all feel probably not too young anymore. <laughs> yeah, God, that's wild. 35 years ago. Yeah. Isn't that crazy? All right, Matt, did you have anything else for Anita or we can? No, I just wanted to up? say like, I'm so psyched that you came on the show. Like I said earlier before we started rolling, but everybody who's listened to the show knows that we, Larry and I both have a very, very strong connection to the to public domain. Like it was my favorite video growing up and uh you know obviously like it was many people's favorite or only video that they even had back then like and your part obviously stood out and we've had it's funny because we've had like a lot of the guests we've had on for these kind of standalone interview episodes they kind of come from the public domain world we've had chuck trees on you know and obviously he was soundtracked the rubber boys we had daniel gesmer on who had his own kind of weird standalone part but it's just amazing that you were able to come on here and talk to us. Like, cause we, we always talk about this, Larry and I, when we first started talking about this show, we kind of made a list sort of a, not a real official list, but like a, 
esoteric out there list of like who would be cool to have on someday and you were way up on the top of that list so it's so rad to have you on and like i'm so psyched that you're like just doing stuff still and like you're out there and like you're still carving around like that makes me happy still still kick flipping off the nose i know you can do it (laughs) (laughs) yeah thank you so much i know we've been trying for quite a few months to try to schedule you in here and we finally were able to make it happen so we thank you so much well i appreciate it you guys happy to talk with you guys awesome awesome well thank Thank you you so much we can uh let you go we'll be in touch my pleasure all right thank you you. and there she goes back into the uh the zoom black hole or wherever these people disappear to when they (laughs) when they sign off but man that was awesome right Got to, uh, yeah, got to have a little convo with Anita. Super cool. It's amazing, man. It really is. Yeah. And I didn't even really think about it until you mentioned it on the show. I mean, that is Mm -hmm. like the first female street skating video part. It's pretty, it's pretty truly. Yeah, definitely is. And I mean, I'm just not doing, I'm just thinking off my top of my head. I don't know if we see that again till Alyssa Steamer in the toy machine video. Welcome to hell. That's in like, we might not. Yeah. Because I think you might be right. I, uh, there might be. Yeah. Or, a, might be or right. at least one of any kind of, I mean, I don't want to downplay yeah. if there is yeah. anything, but yeah, I mean, nothing. It could be like seven years mind. later. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's absolutely true. Yeah. I mean, you have, you know, that initial sort of Patty McGee, Peggy Oakey, yeah. you know, line Laura Thornhill, Laura Thornhill, Beth Burnside. Yeah, but as far as a real just straight up street skating part, yeah, board sliding that, benches, no complies, kick flips. Yeah, yeah. it's Anita. I That's, mean, she she broke you know that little nineteen second part or whatever that you know that that opened a lot of doors. Whether or not it was she knew it at the time or was even thinking about it like that at the time, it definitely did. You know, yeah. she deserves that uh, that credit. Yeah, so. for sure. All right. Thanks again to Anita. That was super cool. Absolutely. Yeah. So cool. So now we just got to get Sophie and Lori on here. Yeah. We got to get the, uh, the triple crown, the trilogy. All right. So moving on, I guess it's that time, right? It's that time. And now the bones brigade audio show mailbag. All right, here we go. We got some this week. We do have some. All right. So we have some feedback from, uh, from eight. We actually have some pretty interesting stuff to get into with the eight episodes. Some really kind of cool stuff has come to light. Mm-hmm. Uh, thanks to some keen eared listeners, listener, actually. Yep. Uh, we'll get to that in a minute, but we'll, we'll read a little bit of uh, a little bit of feedback first. We have Piro, P-I-R-O, Piro, Pyro. Okay. I don't know. Sorry if I'm mispronouncing your name. He says, I bought eight as soon as I found out 10 years ago that there was a Paul Peralta video after propaganda. It was a good watch. I literally finally got to sit down and watch it last night. Thanks to the podcast and the energetic descriptions that you gave it. Great nice. one. Yeah. Oh so, yeah. Thank you. And it's funny. Like, I think it's weird, but a lot of, I think a lot of people feel like Paul videos ended after propaganda. Yeah. You know? I mean, at least hard. in I mean, terms we... of kind of what would be considered sort of classic Bones Brigade videos, you know? Yeah. 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 I mean, it's funny. I mean, we've mentioned that on several episodes that, you know, people think that, the last Paul Peralta video is propaganda. And now for some reason, I almost feel like maybe that's just a myth. Like, are we just making that up? But no, it's true. No, it's true. People think that. Yeah. yeah. So we're here to set you straight. 
Yep. So Kevin writes for a, for whatever reason, eight was my favorite video. Probably just the time it came out and the age I was. It's so good. And you're right, Kevin. It is a fucking good video. It's great. It needs more. It needs more love. Like people need to get out there and watch that video. It's it's like it's sick. Like it truly is. It's a it's a great Paul video. It's I'm not even gonna say it's good. Like it's up there with the best of them. Yeah, and I think it was also like you said in the episode as well. Like if you know watching it now without like the distraction or the noise of of you know what you're paying attention to at the time, other exactly. companies' videos. Yes. You know, the you're state not being of like, the. The yeah. state of the skate video world at the time. Yeah. You know, and yeah. yeah. You take it at its own merits. I mean, I forgot, you know, it's like you go back, you that stuff was so prominent back then, but you you nobody knows about that. I mean, people know about it, but nobody nobody watches eight in that context anymore. Yeah. You know, nobody's watching eight going like oh so lame, man. It's all about world and H Street or whatever. H Street. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so uh, and if you are doing that, then I'm I feel sorry for you. Yeah. So then we have Steve and he writes, uh, super stoked to hear Brian Fair on the show. I love nice. Shadows Fall. Can't can't wait to see what guests you guys have on next. We've got some some rad ones lined up. Yeah. And Brian, dude, Brian was awesome on that. Yeah, episode. he was super um, good. Yep. Yeah. So we're gonna stay on eight for a second. And Larry, why don't you take it from here and talk about what kind of because you sort of had the uh, interaction with our our friend Brian. Okay. So friend of the show, Brian Farrell, uh, brought some wild, wild stuff to our attention. Uh, I'll try to keep this brief. And I actually think I'm going to do a video about this whole thing a little later. Um, and I can explain. So let's go. I'll start the story with going back to episode three of our show. We had uh, Sean Mortimer on the show. And I can't remember if this is something he talked about on the show or if we talked about it with him off the air, but he mentioned that he was going to have this like opening skit, funny segment type thing at the beginning of eight. And in that process, he kept slamming and he was getting upset and he was getting hurt and he didn't want to get hurt and he wanted to quit. And Stacy got mad and just said like, all right, that's it. You guys can just do whatever you want. And that's so that's part of the reason why eight just starts with right out of the nothing. gate, right? In yeah. It. Usually yeah. there'd be like a little skid or like a cold open or something. Yeah. But you know, as we know, eight just goes boom, right into Mike Frazier. And that's the, that's the eight that most people know. Exactly. Right? Like so, I, I've never seen it any other way than that. Mm -hmm. So Sean's story is something we mentioned in the eight episode. And we also mentioned it's the video that has since animal chin, they always had that classic animated ripper opening and now cut to eight. They got rid of that. So we're explaining these things that are different in eight and Brian's listening going, what the hell are these guys talking about? Because my copy of eight has the ripper logo mm -hmm. intro and then it has the Sean Mortimer cold, op cold opening. So he writes yeah. in like immediately after he listens to it and he like just videoed the Sean intro and, and just like texted it to me. And I was just like, oh my God, this is crazy. And I was like, well, what else is different? And he said, there's a Mike Dar part or Mike Dare part. Mike Dare, yeah. Mike Dare and uh, a couple other guys, uh, Justin Yates, I think. Um I can't remember who else, but there's 
some differences. So I was like, what the heck? I don't remember this. Like, and I was like, this is like a proper, like manufactured copy of eight. You didn't like go to Robert Kittle's like garage sale and buy like a, <laughs> like a box of VHS tapes that were like not labeled. And you ended up with this rough cut of eight. And he's like, no, he showed. So he shows me a picture and I notice the tape has a sticker, like the look where it would say eight is a sticker. And I was like, well, my tape has like printed mm-hmm. logos on it. So I got out my tape, grabbed a VCR that I've had. I hadn't been hooked up in like 15 years that I've been saving for one day. I'm going to have to play a VHS tape. So I hook it up. I put in my copy of eight thinking maybe I just don't remember. Right. I don't see a picture. I just hear, I can hear the audio. It cuts right to right to Mike Frazier. Right. Yeah. And I was like, why am I not seeing the picture? So I hit stop and eject and the tape (laughs) is shredded. Yeah. So the, the VCR ate my tape. So I went immediately went to Google and just typed in Powell Peralta eight VHS. And I found someone selling a copy that had a sticker on it that looked like Brian's and I ordered it. So I'm hoping that's like this other version. So my guessing how this happened is the original pressing like sold out. And at some point they decided, well, let's make some more VHS copies. We got to send the master back to the duplication house. Yeah. And they grab a, the wrong tape or something. I mean, that's the only way I can figure. But I mean, Sean Mortimer himself had never seen that. I'd never seen it yeah. since. Well, I think he saw it once, like mm-hmm. in Stacy's edit bay. But he came to you and said, "Oh, like, I mean, he when he talked to us, he he thought it was lost. He, he didn't realize there was lost the time. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, so so crazy. Stuff. Yeah. So Brian said some of the segments don't have music. Like, there's no music to that Sean intro." So that leads me to believe it's like an unfinished. Yeah, that's right. Cut. Because on the right, because I thought because you sent me that that, that clip. video. Yeah. And I'm thinking like, oh, there's no like and I'm turning it up like maybe mm-hmm. it's the volume is down or something. But as soon as the Fraser part comes in, the music comes in crystal clear. Yeah. So, yeah, it's just like a and it's not even that there's no music. Is there any sound at all? I don't think there's any sound. Yeah, there's no there's no like the skating yeah yeah it's just it's just dead air and sean mortimer like slamming and it's like one and then the slam and then it'll say two on the screen and the slam and then it gets to eight and then that's the title card of the video and yeah 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 it's crazy so So yeah that does does... they were gonna have like music in there that just yeah got put yeah like like the mike dare part doesn't have music apparently yeah like an unfinished version of it when it went to press and they they said oh shit this is not done but somehow they leaked out. I'm, I, I, yeah, don't, I don't know, I don't like know the, what else. Yeah. The wrong tape got sent yeah. to be duplicated and then yeah. they got their copies and no one ever watched it. And they just went Cause out. There's no way home. that Powell would have released that with just no audio of any sort yeah. over that part. Yeah. So we're going to get to the bottom part. of this. Yeah. So when I get this tape, you know, we're going to go through it and we'll figure out all the differences and what's on yeah. there. And then if for some reason the, the one I got, I mean, I'm just going off, the sticker looks like yeah 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 so if mine is like the 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 original final version then we're going to borrow the copy from brian he's going to be nothing (laughs) up and send that to us and your vcr is oh i bought it i went i bought a brand new vcr i found (laughs) a guy down in austin that refurb refurbs vcrs and he sent the vcr with two 
steel sealed blank VHS tapes. So I've got like dead stock. Right, dude. Yeah, VHS tapes. So yeah, it's just a wild, uh, you know, some kind crazy of rough, stuff. rough cut of yeah that exists super out there in the crazy. Wild. Yeah, but and luckily, imagine- like luckily, a guy that you know we, we've sort of corresponded with through this show and has you know has written in a few times happened to have a copy and, and knew what we were talking about. Yeah, because I, I mean, even like I said, even Sean Mortimer didn't know about that. Yeah, yeah, it's crazy. I mean, yeah, and he was even nice enough to write in. He didn't just go like, "Oh, these guys don't know what they're talking about." You yeah, know? exactly. And just yeah. didn't even yeah. care. It's like you know, yeah. So when we don't, I mean, you know, <laughs> so yeah, we're just making this all up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. All right, so, so yeah, dude, we'll, yeah, yeah, we're gonna have some wild stuff about eight to figure yeah, out. Yeah, hopefully we'll have some cool clips to show everyone and uh, yeah, yeah, unreleased, relatively, footage relatively unseen footage. Yeah, yep. so very cool. Again, as as we say in almost every other episode, like thank you to Brian Farrell for <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> for being a, an awesome dude. Um, and then we got one more. We got Cody, and he writes, "My favorite podcast. Thank you guys for wow. doing what you do." I have a question for Larry. Oh, no. First off, I need to know how do you pronounce Mike V's last name? I've heard it each way for so long, I don't know what's correct. Secondly, I need to know more about Mike V versus the world. <laughs> you may have touched on this before and I missed it. My favorite skater ever by far. So sick that you got to do that. Oh, keep it man. up and keep on searching. So first off, Larry, for the record, what is Mike? Is it Valley or is it Valley? It's Valley. It is Valley. Yep, yep. So just so everyone knows. And growing yeah. up, I had a third pronunciation that um, I've never heard anyone me like me and my buddies called them Mike Vel. Oh, I don't even remember now. Now that I know the real name, I don't even. I can't even fake the fake. <laughs> that's awesome. Mike Valelli, maybe that's what we said. Valelli. Yeah, I've I don't know. I can't remember. It was Valelli where I grew up. Everybody yeah, I think everyone Vallely. thinks it's that. Yeah, but it's uh, and I think I remember people having a similar uh, Jim Thebow. No one knew how to pronounce that, like Thebod, mm-hmm. Thebow. You know, there was a bunch of different speculations. Yeah. Wow, this is a heavy Mike V episode. We talked about you know the story. Yeah, I know. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So then the the second question was. Mike V versus the world. A lot of people probably are like, what the hell are you talking about? But this guy apparently found your Vimeo. Yeah, I should probably take that down. That's probably embarrassing. Um, No, you should definitely not take that down. It's the only like (laughs) archived copy of it. I have it. I have it on DVD. Like I got it right, right from MTV. Like, here you go. Don't take it down. Yeah. So, I mean, long story short, Mike V versus the world was a, a pilot for uh mtv reality show as you would call it where oh was it mtv yeah it was mtv it was the biggest okay. the the largest budget they had ever spent at the time on a, a pilot episode for one of their one of their shows so it oh, was wow. going to be like a silly i don't even know the the premise you know mike v the family man in this direction and then like you know agro skater punk musician guy over here and then i was like the bumbling sidekick so in the episode <laughs> we do like car st- car stunts i jump off a balcony onto my bed uh what else happened like mike jumps jumps out of a like five-story building into a big crash pad yeah it's just all kinds of silly stuff 
But you're not going to gloss over Super Larry. Oh, Super Larry. Oh, my God. Yeah, they we're going to all on. Let me tell you right now. Super Larry clip is going <laughs> on the Instagram. So help me God. Oh, it's wow. Happening. We'll see. We'll see. Yeah. Um, maybe for Halloween, we'll pop. Yeah, there you out. go. Yeah. 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 It's happening. So I was under the impression kind of when it was making that it was already like, it's just a show. And then uh, they'd send it to some test audiences and uh, they, <laughs> it failed miserably, I guess, in these test audiences. So hmm. they didn't green light uh, the pilot. So they had oh, okay. It. Yeah. So, so it was, um, this, was this while you were sort of in the middle of doing the Mondays with Mike V kind of I era think it was, was before, before that. Yeah. Okay. It would, this would be coming off of, well, it, it originally started because there was a show on Fuel TV called uh, My First Hand, I believe. Hmm. And they, so two guys produced an episode about Mike. It was like kind of like just like a day on the life type show. And Mike's band was on the Warp Tour. I think this was 2007. Was that the, the Mike V and the Rats? Uh, that was Revolution Mother. Oh, Revolution Mother. Okay. Yep. And so these guys followed us around for the last like week of the tour, just filming and stuff. And they were, you know, they would do those little like talking head, like interview segments. And I had been around a lot of Mike's like TV production and stuff, but this was kind of the first time that. I had appeared on camera kind of thing. And then yeah. there was like footage of us after the tour ended, like back home in, in Long Beach and in his warehouse and just the dynamic between Mike and I. Yeah. The, yeah. One of the guys, his name was Greg, thought it was pretty funny and interesting. So he's just like, you guys are like, this is a show. Like you guys are a show, you know, I think this might even been like predate like Robin big, like maybe that kind of thing. Yeah. Like, like, That's kind of the vibe that it gives. So he's just like, I'm going to go. He's like, I'm going to go write a treatment. And I'm just, he's like, I'm going to go shop this around or whatever. Mm -hmm. So we're just like, okay. So maybe like, I don't even know how long or maybe into like two, spring 2008. He's just like, all right, MTV is ready to go. You guys got Amazing. a show. So we're just like, all right. So now we're trying to figure out what, what the show is, is or going to be. So I, well, I don't know. I don't know why it didn't work, but there was a lot of cooks in the kitchen. So there yeah. was, uh, so the guy, Greg, that from the, my first hand show, and then they brought in Joe DeVito, who was like the showrunner, director, producer, whatever on, uh, what was Bam Margera's show? J Jackass? Or no. CKY? No. He had his own show. What was that called? After Jackass. Oh, uh, Viva La Bam. Viva La Bam. So they yeah. had the, the main guy from that. And then they brought in. Uh, Scott Nickerson, who had done uh, or was still doing Robin Big. So they had okay. all these guys with all these different visions trying to figure it out when there only should have been like one guy, you know? Right, right. So maybe, I don't know, maybe that's one of the reasons why, I don't know. But so it was just, it was just wild. It, yeah, it's crazy. It was, crazy. It, was a, it was a really kind of crazy experience. Yeah. yeah. So you filmed the, the pilot. And, and then we just waited and waited and, and waited. Just nothing happened. And then they finally got the call, like, oh, not it's not gonna happen. So we're just like, oh, oh well. Huh, crazy man. Yeah. Yeah. Well, there you go. Yeah, almost was a, a dude on MTV every yeah, Sunday night yeah. or whatever. Yeah, yeah. Well, you know, I, I have watched it and okay. I mean, it was, you know, for for the uh the type of material that it was that it was it was as good as anything else that was yeah manufactured reality show or whatever. yeah you know 
you know, like anything else, you look back and you're like, well, there's no way that these people actually did all this shit all the time. It's not like, <laughs> just jump. Yeah. like yeah, you know what? I feel like I'm going to just jump off a building today. Like we should get that set up. Yeah. We'll make a <laughs> call. Know? We're going to do yeah. it tomorrow or whatever. Right. <laughs> yeah. But you know, it, it's, it's good. It's entertaining. You're not taking it down. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, everybody find Larry, Larry Ransom's Vimeo. Just put in Larry Ransom Vimeo and scroll down until you find... <laughs> Mike V versus the world wow. and watch so it and, le and let us know what you think. That's I kind of forget it exists. Yeah. Yeah. That's your host. Right yeah. But there. that was a really interesting week. I mean, I got a paycheck and I was just like, if this is what it's paying per episode, then holy I'm smokes. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Count me in. Whatever you need me to do. I jump through plexiglass or. Yeah. Not jump plexiglass. through plexiglass. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, man. Super All cool, right. man. I mean, I think it's, it's, it's cool that um, you've had that very very unique experience of working with that guy so close in such such weird circumstances like doing that show and traveling and doing the tours with them and then like doing the mondays thing and everything mm -hmm. it's like that's cool man like yeah that's was, a lot of dudes that was a fun 10 years yeah for sure yeah dude yeah for sure i mean like there's people that are like stoked to meet that dude once they're like you know and especially you being like uh, coming from the public domain Oh, you know, yeah, yeah. School to be able to just be like, oh yeah, I'm like at the the brick, you know, whatever spot where he filmed. Oh, Diner, I don't Diner Park or Diner Park. Yeah, 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 yeah. Just like hanging out and like, oh yeah, like this is where it all happened, and I'm hanging out with that dude right now. You know what I mean? That's, that's yeah, crazy. yeah. I mean, I saw most of those public domain spots in real life, like golf yeah. banks and yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, there you go. There's the story. Wild, wild. People wild are times. people are tracking it down. Yeah. <laughs> you know, people are tracking it down. Right. There's lots of cool stuff. I got to tell you guys, Larry Ransom's Vimeo. I don't know why he doesn't. I don't know why he doesn't put this stuff on YouTube, but dude, salad it should have been. Oh, yeah. It should have been. There's good shit. Got some good stuff up there, man. For real. Yeah. 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 Larry Ransom. Well, there's more keeping, good stuff right here. Vimeo the Bonus Brigade audio that's show. Right. We're, we're channeling right. all that right here. I mean, I do want to produce more video content for this show. I actually just filmed the video right before we. Uh, yeah. Uh, recorded this so yeah yeah definitely. so there we have it there it is well thanks cody hopefully that answers your question yeah thanks to everyone who wrote in if you'd like to be like these fine folks you can send us an email the easiest way to do that is go to our website at the bones brigade audio show.com click on the contact page you can just type it in hit enter and we will receive it it's that easy also, you can send us a voicemail. There's a little on the contact page. There's a little microphone button. You can hit that and send us a voicemail and we can play that on the show as well. We would love to get a few more of those. So uh, maybe we'll, someone out there wants to help us out. Make your voices heard. Yeah. This, this is your show. It's not ours. It's yeah. yours. Let's hear it. All right. Anything else before we go? No, I just want to say thanks again to Anita for, for coming on and uh, sharing all her cool stories with us. That was awesome yep so great so great that's it man all right man this is episode 25 you think we can uh get to 100 is that the goal should we set a goal 100 episodes that's like four years more <laughs> three Dude. more years yeah we're gonna run out of videos way before we uh yeah. get to 100 we're gonna have to really start digging into the pulling the lint out of the pockets to try yeah. to well there's lot, there's lots of people to talk there to is on that. yeah that's the cool thing man like this this subject is is just a bottomless well of people to talk to and mm -hmm. subjects to talk about and you know you just, there's no shortage yeah. so 
I think we could get to 100, man. We're going to be talking to the people that like printed the posters. <laughs> and, <at> the, <laughs> I put the tape like, what, into yeah. the cover and shrink wrapped it. Yeah. Interview that guy. Like, yeah, the guy that worked at the, you know, the poster tube company. They're like, oh, yeah, I don't know. I mean, they called us and, uh, you know, yeah. we put the posters in the tubes. Like, really? well, what was it like to talk to the distribution manager, Paul? <laughs> yeah. We'll talk to the VHS distribution or duplication yeah. plant. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Good stuff. All right. We're getting pretty silly here. We should shut this down. Yeah. All right. But we will be back soon with another episode. But until then, I'm Larry. I'm Matt. Reminding you to never stop searching for Chin. Have a great night. You're going home like you never thought you could home before. Yeah, bear those rat bones, you fly. You fly like a bird with one wing. <laughs> Where you land, honey. Where you land, sugar. You ain't never been there before. You do a fast play. We'll be the sons of Sidewell. You're gonna hear those curbs, they're gonna speak to you. Child, you listen, they're gonna speak to you. Cause they are curbs. They're your curbs too, baby. I got four wheels under my feet, now I'm gonna move. Follow me. It's just...